The problems in your mouth wreak havoc on your body. Hello, friends. Welcome into Grin with Gin, where you will be given simple tools and resources to amplify your oral health so you can be a healthier, peaceful, and more smiley you. I'm Virginia Lee, dental hygienist, personal trainer, and mom of five. Together, we will improve your total health. So come along. Let's create health and peace together. Like Mother Teresa said, peace begins with a smile. Well, hello. Did you miss me? Because I missed you. <laughs> Welcome back. Episode two of Grin with Jen. Before we get started, we have got to begin with a joke. And since we brought up bears the last time, let's continue on with the bear theme, I guess. We have bears cruising around our backyard sometimes, so it's very fitting. Why don't bears wear socks? Because they have bare feet. <laughs> I know. This episode, we are going to talk about all the things that give you permission to be you, including the dog. Come here, Louie. <laughs> and you know what? My podcast isn't going to be like other podcasts. My, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee. So you're going to, you might hear me swallow. You might have somebody interrupt because I try to do this in the wee hours of the night or the morning when it's quiet and I can have the proverbial podcast sound. And you know what? If I keep thinking that way, it gives me anxiety and, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. And, oh my gosh, I can't have this happen or this shouldn't be this way. And it starts to drive me crazy. And I feel like I don't want to do the thing that I'm supposed to do because it's not going to be a set way of how somebody else thinks it should be. Come here, Lou. You guys just got to see him. He interrupted us. Come here. He's super shaggy right now, but it's snowing. So he needs to be warm. Hi, Lulu. Hi, Lou. Can you say hi? My mom needs to give me a haircut. <laughs> anyway, there's Louie. Um, so today is about permission. Yes, we're going to check in on the floss challenge. So don't forget about that. Hopefully you didn't forget about that this last week, but I want to talk about permission and being you. Okay. Um, because when I tell myself it's going to be okay, that the dog's going to scratch at the door or the kids might wake up and come in, or you might hear another sound, heaven forbid on a podcast. I have a professional education. I just don't behave that professionally. And that's just the way I am. I'm going to have a coffee or a water during my podcast. So if you hear me swallow, so what? <laughs> okay. So hopefully you can forgive me and you can love the realness and the rawness of all of this. But anyway, enough about all of that, about me, because we're talking about permission in you being you. And the reason why you need to stop and take a deep breath. And think about how wonderful and magnificent you are, that it should be so freeing to give yourself permission to be you and no one else. You weren't designed to be anybody else. You were designed to be you and to do your funny, quirky, nerdy, awesome, miraculous things that you do because you have your own set uniqueness. It's like, I have my own set uniqueness, which makes me feel weird even saying that. 
to you because it makes me feel like, oh, am I making somebody else not feel special? Am I making myself like pretend I'm more special than anybody else? No, no, we're all pretty darn special. Okay. And so accept that you're all right with your quirks, accept that you're all right with all the glory that you've got. And when you do that, you just, it sets a better tone for the way that you should live your day. And so accepting that in the morning, that you are who you're supposed to be, it's very freeing and it helps you to go and accomplish what you should be accomplishing and not worrying about what other people are thinking of you or what you think they think they're thinking about you, right? We were at a party and we were dancing for my friend's 40th birthday. Holler, Michelle. <laughs> oh, she's not 40 yet. Just kidding. What is 40, right? Another thing, like, am I supposed to act a different way? Um, am I not supposed to tell my age because I'm a woman? I mean, the, all these things. Like, I don't, don't do it. Like, who cares if you're four? Who cares if you're 50? Like, live a glorious life and none of that other stuff matters. And it's, I just will probably beat a bit of a horse with this, but it's, you are so important. <laughs> you are so special that I want you to know that deep down inside. Um, and we're going to do an exercise that helps you connect into your uniqueness and your greatness and your fabulousness um, here in just a second. Um, but accepting your quirks and your faults and your successes and giving your permission to do that, like that's how we navigate life. That's how we go through life, right? And that's how we get to be all of who we are supposed to be. Like every day is another day in fulfilling who we are supposed to be on the next step. Okay. So it's time to call yourself out. Okay. And realize that there isn't a need to change anything, nothing. Um, and so going back to the story about the party, like we were dancing and I said to my husband and a few other people, Oh my gosh, if somebody was looking in and they saw all of us in here dancing, what would they think? Who cares what they would think? They would probably be like, I want to be at that party, right? But I was thinking, oh my gosh, these people, they might think, look at how they dance. They're hell old. <laughs> Those dance moves clearly clarify you as a 40-year-old, 40-year-old plus, right? <laughs> Who cares, right? Why, why would you care if somebody's judging you? Like, does it mean that you're going to judge them on how they dance? It's so wacky, right? And then I stopped myself and I thought, oh my gosh, here I am basically judging myself and decreasing the fun in that moment that I was having by thinking about what other people would think, even though there's nobody outside the window thinking, looking and judging my dance moves, right? No one, no one. I looked out, there was no one there. There was a whole city below there, but nobody was directly glaring in and saying, Virginia, you dance like a 40-year-old. <laughs> and who cares if I dance like 40? I am a 40-year-old. That would actually be a fact, right? And so it's pure craziness. So do you see how we, I'm sure you do this too. If I'm a human and you're human and I have these thoughts, pretty sure that they might creep in on your brain too. And so we got to hack it out, okay? Um, just like we use the different word, for work to make it like a little bit easier or more digestible to 
to be able to go floss, right? Instead of having that negative connotation of I'm going to floss or I'm going to go do work, like change it up, right? Like let's, let's hack it. Let's make it different. Um, and so calling yourself out and realizing there's nothing to change and that it doesn't matter what other people think is going to be so great and so freeing. Because if you didn't have this uniqueness of you, who would you be? If you didn't dance like the way that you dance, who would you dance like? Would you want to try to dance like somebody else or just have fun dancing like the way you dance? You have a very unique spot to fill in this world and no one else can fulfill that. We were just teaching my son that his decisions have a huge impact on him, on our family and other folks. And I was demonstrating this through an action that he had that caused a chain of events that affected all of us and it decreased our fun over 50%. Okay. And I feel like I live life on a fun meter. Like, am I having fun? No. Okay. What do I got? I got to change something. What do I got to do? Am I having a fun attitude? Nope. What do I got to do? Okay. And there's always something you can do. You can leave the situation and take a breather, get some silence. That's a huge thing just to sit in silence and process what's going on. And why am I not being fun? Or why am I feeling this way? Or Am I not breathing properly? You know? <clears throat> so we we're going over this. Um, another example is we just had somebody quit. They didn't give a two week notice. And guess what happened? It affected a lot of people, like over 72 people when I started counting. Okay. And I'm sure it affects more than 72 people because when you affect one person, you affect a million in a ripple down effect, of course. And so that goes for you being you too, and quite the opposite. So if you're being you and you are fulfilling who you're designed to be, you're affecting the world around you positively, where the person that quit without giving a two-week notice affected our whole entire family, putting different duties on many other folks that's doable, okay? No, no one's mad but it's, it's, it's been doable, but we've all had to grow. And guess what? We didn't get mad, right? Cause that doesn't solve any problems. We rallied up and we decided, okay, you're going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is your job. These are the things that we've got to do to complete life. So I'm going to do the best things that I know how to do. And so on with everyone that was in this little circle and we've totally succeeded right? Um, we didn't stop. And there were times that it was difficult, hard, frustrating, irritating. Um, but you realize that you embody that emotion and say, I'm very frustrated because I would rather be doing such, such, and such, playing with my kids or helping them with school or playing in the snow, snowing out here today. And then saying, okay, well, by really just dig in today and do the work that I'm supposed to do, the, the, the exercises, the fun, right? I'm going to do the things, not the work. Um, then I will get to do that. Okay. And so anyway, your decision to be 
you is helpful to everybody. Sorry for the long tangent about the person that quit. <laughs> anyway, and so it's very, very important to live your life fulfilling who you're supposed to be. Okay. So like I said, I'm can really pound a dead horse <laughs> with the fact that you're very special and you need, you need to be you, you need to be unique. You have decisions that affect the whole world. So anyway, when we were teaching Jeremiah, my son about this, and I showed him, Hey, you, you can't do your thing that you want to do because I have to do this now, which is making sure that dad's business keeps running properly. Um, you also have done things where your decision has decreased the fun and made you lose out on family time. It took away your, um, your little snippets of video games that you, you may get to have. Um, and so do you see how your one decision that wasn't so super created a lot of badness for you? And he was like blown away and he thought, holy smokes, this really makes a difference on my behavior. And I don't like the outcome of that behavior, right? Parenting 101, right? I feel like parenting is 101 every day, right? You're always a first-time parent because it's always a new day. You're going to be doing a new experience. You're going to be trying to figure something else uh, to help you or your child or your animal. <laughs> like, what do I do next, right? We all want to succeed. Okay. And you're going to succeed the most by being you, you get how important you are. <laughs> if you don't think you're important, know that I know you are important. Okay. I didn't say think I said, no, you are important. Okay. So accepting those, um, we have the decision to, to, to grow into who our full capacity of a person is supposed to be. And that we're going to, we're going to make a mess, right. But messes can be cleaned up right? It's not, it's not a big deal. It's okay to make a mess up. It's okay not to not know what to do. And so this goes into messing up. How was your floss challenge? Did you succeed? And by succeed, what is your definition of succeed, right? Succeeding is for you. Is it okay? I'm a perfectionist and I did, I didn't do it every day. So I'm not perfect and I'm a failure. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't even try to floss again. <laughs> That's kind of how I operate sometimes. And it's ridiculous. And so if you are like that, take a breather, give yourself a break, because if you flossed one more time than you usually did, or if you started flossing because you weren't flossing, did you make a difference? You did. Was it a positive difference? It was. Okay. So those are the things that we're going to focus on. And when you focus on those positive things of like, oh, oh yeah, I really did do something. I really did make a difference. I really did decrease my gingivitis because I slightly decreased the inflammation in my mouth because I got rid of the bacteria that's harboring in that deep pocket below my gum tissues. Gross. You did a difference. You made a difference. So proud of you. Give you a round of applause. <laughs> hey, super dorky. But focus on what you did do. Focus on what you did do. And you know what? Here, a little exercise that you can do any day that you would decide to do it is write down the things that you do, put them in your notes section of your phone, write it on a post-it or have like a little writing list 
that in a notebook that you are writing down the things that you do do. If you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not accomplishing anything or I'm no good, or you're really the doldrums of life, write down the things that you are doing. Like I got up and I have the oxygen to breathe to complain. Okay. Seriously. Some days it's like that. Right. But write down like, oh my, I've lost today. And then you can actually have the proof that you need to see that you're doing something to verify that you did something, that you are improving. And so once you have that proof, then you're it, it helps you to ease into, I'm okay to be me and it's okay to be not perfect and it's okay to make mistakes and be faulty because we're human. <sighs> deep breath. I always need a deep breath here and there. So I want to hear from you. You can always email. I would love to hear, did you floss five days out of the seven? Did you not floss at all? Cause you think this is a dorky challenge. Are your kids flossing? I've got great feedback from people. It's so cute. Um, Like personally phone calls, texts, that sort of thing. It's so fun to hear that people are actually listening. (laughs) And so God bless you. And thanks for coming with me and joining me because this is for you and the people that you know. And, you know, I've got just a little extra time that I'm making to send the plethora abundance of love that I have out. Um, Because quite honestly, this last year and a half, I felt stifled by not being able to connect with people. I love people. I thrive with people. And I feel like I'm stuck in a place where I can't connect and this podcast solves a problem. And so I get to outpour my love to you and hopefully you can feel that and, and it can uplift your day just a little bit or a lot of it. (laughs) So that's why another reason why I'm doing this. Um, And then, you know, it can continue on. So like when I'm not here, my kids can they can connect in, you know, they'll be super techy and digital. And hopefully this isn't going to be too archaic for them to say, oh, that was my mom while she was doing this while I was sleeping. How cute is she? <laughs> hopefully they think I'm cute. I don't know. Sometimes I yell and I'm not cute, but that's besides the point, right? That's the mess. That's the, okay, I'm going to I'm going to be better in a minute, right? Each minute is a new minute, which is so wonderful. And so the same thing with the floss, like, okay, didn't floss, but guess what? I have a new minute. So I can floss or I can make this positive impact in my life or in that person's life. And I don't have to do it perfectly. And so let's go back to the floss and doing it perfectly. So flossing, there's definitely technique to flossing that will help you not have it be painful. So anybody have stinky floss, anybody not floss every day, anybody did it have hurt when you were flossing? Okay. These are the different things that are reasons why people stop flossing, right? And they don't wake up intentional to be, I'm going to be healthy because if I'm as healthy as possible, then I'm going to have a more productive, fun, flourishing life right? I'm not saying that it's when you start with flossing, that that's the way that your life is going to (laughs) be to start flossing. There's a technique to it. And I might just put up my own tutorial on how to floss so that I don't bore you all with that. But one tip is if you go in 
at an angle instead of going straight down you don't slam down on your gum tissues so if you go in at an angle and you kind of do a seesaw okay and you can wiggle it in it will slowly go past that little like hit that little connection okay that's called the contact it will go past that and it won't slam down and like slice your gums up and that might help you to floss more um other people said that they stopped flossing because they were bleeding so here's the caveat if you don't floss your gums are going to be more inflamed and you will always be bleeding if you start flossing there's like a little curve that it's going to bleed a little bit and then guess what it's going to start to get healthier and it's going to level out and it's going to be less painful you're going to have less bacteria in there causing damage you're going to have less bad breath um and there is a tool that i want to give to you by letting you know there is one simple thing that you can do it's in addition to what you put on your toothbrush um i'm not going to tell you much about it because it's something that you need to go and discover on your own the link will be in my show notes so you can click on that and it will say the show notes haven't been written so what should it say what should we say the tool to add to your toothbrush okay so you can click on that and it's going to help drastically decrease the living bacteria in your mouth and the inflammation and increase fresh breath and a whole slew of other things that you're going to be wowed about and it takes less than like 10 seconds to use this okay and it gives you like the benefit of a lifetime <laughs> so that being said that will be in the show notes um so flossing if you weren't perfect don't worry continue on okay like let's do another floss challenge and see how much you can improve from the last time all right we're not comparing you to anybody else that why is it so easy for them to floss or oh man why 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 can't i floss like they do <laughs> why don't i floss like virginia don't do that okay we're not comparing we're giving ourselves permission today to be us and as you see i'm starting to slink down if you guys are watching the youtube of this you can see my posture start to decrease because i have bad posture these days and that's something that i'm working on too so this brings in the deep breathing exercise um when you're feeling like a failure or you're feeling like you're not good enough or you're feeling like i'm not having these positive effects or outcomes like virginia talks about or anybody else so what's wrong with me okay we'll stop that and i just want you to go to the silence okay go in your pantry go in the bathroom go somewhere where you don't have a bunch of sound and just let your own brain unwind in its craziness that it gets bombarded with so many things on a daily basis and i want you to breathe so no matter where you are if you're driving if you're at work if you're at home you can do this exercise with me okay it is a challenge for you to get your thumb and i want you to put it right right between your ribs okay right where your ribs are coming together stick your thumb right there it's below right below your sternum if you know your anatomy and I want you to push, push in. Okay. And I want you to take a deep breath, a slow, deep breath. Okay. And push in while you're doing that. Can you feel any tension? Can you feel resistance? Can you feel pain? Okay. This is your diaphragm that you're pushing on. Your diaphragm is the huge muscle that helps you inhale and exhale. Okay. It's one of your primary movers for breathing. 
So when you're doing proper breathing, you should be using your diaphragm. Okay. And most of us don't. Most of us. I'm included in that. I'm a huge shallow breathing success. <laughs> okay. And I didn't used to be, but over life, carrying babies, leaning over patients for work, leaning over the desk when I'm in the office, um, leaning over changing diapers. I mean, you guys might not be doing these things, but anything where you're kind of like leaning over, you don't allow, you don't give your diaphragm permission to be your diaphragm and it doesn't get to do what it's designed to do. And here's the problem. You're not breathing properly. So you're decreasing your oxygen intake. You're decreasing your cellular metabolism, metabolism. You're decreasing your ability to think, right? You're increasing your stress. You're increasing your heart rate. This isn't what we want to do. So we are going to smile okay, and breathe. These are simple tools that are free that I am teaching you about the why behind doing them to be more intentional so that you can do them more often, like all day would be the best. <laughs> do I do them all day? No. But is that my challenge? Yeah. And when you breathe deeply and breathe intentionally and breathe purposefully, you're going to calm down. You're going to have a tool to deal with the situation at hand more sanely, and you're going to feel better. hundred percent. You're going to feel better. Like even just taking that one deep breath and like pulling my shoulders back helps me like calm down and not get so excited, not get like right in your face. Okay. So here's the, the full exercise. You're going to put your thumb between your ribs just below your sternum, you're going to push in and you're going to breathe in for a count of six, like a slow six. You're going to hold for four at the top and then you're going to breathe out for 10. Okay. So let's do that together. So you're going to breathe in for six, holding and pushing in on your diaphragm. Hold for four. Expand those lungs when you're like pushing those lungs out sideways Then put push the air out slowly for a count of 10. Keep going, push it out, push it out, push it out. Get the exhaust out, get the nasty stagnant air out of your lungs. Cause that lung, that lung air hasn't been out for a while. Okay. And if you think about that, that that's just been sitting in there, think about stinky smells that sit like in your garbage disposal when you haven't run it for a long time. Like it just is kind of like sweltering in there, right? It's like the bacteria that sits at the bottom of your gums. If you're not flossing, it's, it's old and who wants to breathe all there. So if you're breathing that air out, do you think you want to breathe that air back in? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It's, it's like a stinky tube, but coming out of your lungs. <laughs> Didn't know I was going to say that. And anyway, think of that. You don't want to like breathe somebody else's old air out, right? So get the old air out of your own lungs out, right? Clear out the bacteria, clear out the old yucky air, clear out the old nasty thoughts that you have about yourself, clear out the nastiness and let's be new and fresh because you can, you can choose in this minute to be new and fresh and we're doing it. I'm teaching you how you're welcome <laughs> with really simple tools doing that. Even if you do two or three of those. And you just need a minute because you're dealing with a stressful email or a stressful child or a stressful situation or a stressful car ride. All of those things, stressful patient, 
I mean, you can take a deep breath while you're working on your patient. You can take a deep breath while you're typing an email, right? And then what's going to happen is you're going to be like inspired to maybe write something that's super cool in your email that totally trumps what you were previously writing because you're renewing, you're getting new air, you're getting a, a better way of thinking. You're getting oxygen to the cells in your brain to think better, to react better, or to not react, to reply. Okay. So do that in for six, hold for four, out for 10, and really like push that air out. Okay. Um, and then if you add a smile while you're doing that, like, are you totally going to decrease your blood pressure? Yes. Are you totally going to decrease the cortisol levels on your body? Yes. It's simple because you're increasing your endorphins, right? It's so simple. You guys, it can be so simple. And I understand that there are health complications, but for the simplicity of this and me, we're working on the things that we can do to ripple out, right? To make everything just a little bit better. Even if it was 5% better, I'll take 5% better. When you breathe in the newness after that first really long exhale, you are increasing your creativity. I can't tell you how many times that has happened where I have become so frustrated with something because I don't have the words because I feel like the brain and the vocabulary haven't recovered from the, I'm just going to go and go, go, go and use the simplest words possible. And when I've stopped and I've taken a deep breath, it allows me the time. It allows me permission to have to wait for a minute for a vocabulary word sometimes to come into my brain so I can continue my sentence. And that's okay. Sometimes I take long pauses. Taking a long pause is actually advantageous. Okay. Cause we're all so chaotic and on the go and digital, everything, phones, computers, messages, like we're so overloaded that taking a pause is warranted. Okay. So I might not even edit this podcast for you and you get the pauses. So you see what it's really like. Okay. And cause quite frankly, I don't really have the time to edit it. <laughs> so to be honest and to be real. And that's, that's, those are the things that you're going to get when you're in here. And it's kind of an excuse and kind of not an excuse because it's life. It's reality. Like editing your podcast is like airbrushing your photo, right? Saves you time. I get it. Listening to all my chitter chatters, but this one, I'm not going to, because it wouldn't actually come out. And that makes me feel a lot better just to know that I'm just going to post it. And you guys get the rawness and the realness that I struggle with in doing a podcast. <laughs> And I'm not struggling, actually. I'm actually not struggling because I'm doing it, okay? And so I'm growing. And sometimes we have to have faults to learn from to grow, right? So the faults, the failures that we call failures, they're not. They're not failures. They're stepping stones in the right direction to success. It's continual progress moving forward to be better. If you can say, okay, gosh, I kind of fell up on this one. How can I fix that? Or how can I make it better the next time? Because you can. And success, if you define success, like we were discussing earlier, as doing something just a little bit better than you were doing the day before or the time before, then that feels a lot better. It makes me want to continue on. And it's so much healthier to view success as I've made that one step. Not comparing yourself to the most successful 
whoever you think is successful, this millionaire or billionaire or this business owner or this dancer or this person who achieves a lot in their life or this person who has this type of a family or these types of vacations or these types of things or this car. Think of it success as your next simple step forward. Okay. It's like kids, you know, they compare themselves. I want to be an adult. I'm going to talk a lot about kids because obviously I have kids. I feel like there's great stories that come from them. So my kids, they want to be, they want to be bigger. They want to be taller. Right. And so sometimes they wish for this and then their wish is granted. Okay. By having growing pains. They don't realize in the middle of the night that these painful experiences in their bones are causing them to grow. They're mad that they're happening or they're sad or they're hurting. And so is your heart because they're having growing pains. And that's the step forward to have them grow. And when they understand that, it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to be bigger after this. Like not noticeably right now, you're going to grow an inch, but like if you keep a little tab and you show them like, oh my gosh, six months ago you were here and now you've grown an inch and a half. In six months, because that's how kids grow. It's crazy. They don't want to go through that pain, but that's the pain that you got to go through or the little bit of suffering that you have to go through that if you can, if you can take that in and understand and digest that you will have the outcome that you are wanting and that you can get through it gracefully. Then, you know, okay, this is it. This isn't, I'm always going to have this pain. I'm not always going to have this challenge or this roadblock or this obstacle in my life. Like the kids have the growing pains, like they're there for a little bit and then they go and you grow and you learn and they grow and they're, they got to where they wanted to be because they get to now go on a certain ride at the amusement park. Right. And so they've attained their goal, but they had to go through a little suffering. And I mean, if you can, if you, if you're suffering right now, or if you've been through that and you've suffered at all, there are two ways to suffer. You can suffer and have a pity pity party about it or suffer and offer it up and know that, oh my goodness, I'm going to get religious on you. Jesus did the ultimate suffering for you and he died, right? Because he wants you to know he loves you and he's letting you know that I love you, right? And we may have never even met. and. In offering up your suffering and uniting it to Jesus' suffering, like there's so much powerful motion behind that in, in life, right? In the physical world, in the spiritual world, but that suffering is necessary and you can have a pity party about it, or you can, you can actually level up that suffering and bring so much glory to God and to life and understanding that that suffering is a gift for growth. Okay. And it's not fun, but we all suffer. And, and in this podcast, in this space, I want to unite the suffering of people who have the inflammation, who have the anxiety, who have the, the struggles, right? I'm here throwing myself out to you and letting you know that I deal with these things. And these are the tools that I use to help me deal with it a little more gracefully. Am I hundred percent graceful when I do these things? Nope. hundred percent. Not always graceful. Okay. Is that what I would love to be like my mom would love to be like that? Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I am doing. And, 
and I don't consider it a failure. I say, oh man, I just messed up again. And then, you know what? That's where forgiveness comes in and saying, I'm sorry. Some people aren't really good at saying, I'm sorry. Like my little three-year-old, she didn't know how to say sorry to her grandma when she called her a name. And it took her probably six minutes of coaching to, you hurt her feelings. You can say you're sorry. Cause I know you're sorry. Cause you look like you're about to cry and that's okay. That shows that you're sorry, but I want you to say those words. Like it's really therapeutic to say, I'm sorry. It's really therapeutic to accept somebody's apology. Forgiveness is so forgotten and it's so powerful also. <laughs> okay. I didn't know I was going to be going into all these things today. I guess the real and raw Virginia is coming out. And so you've got to learn how to say you're sorry. You've got to teach the people around you how to say you're sorry. Practice saying you're sorry to yourself. Okay. I'm sorry for being so hard on you, Virginia. It makes me want to cry because I'm really hard on myself sometimes, but you've got to, you've got to teach people to be sorry. It's okay to be sorry. It's okay to acknowledge you made a mistake because it means you want to be better. That's a little bit of suffering to make you go be better. Okay. I'm smiling because I don't want to cry. <laughs> so there you go. Grin with Jen. Now, do you think that I would have got on this podcast knowing that this was going to happen? Nope. Do you think that this is a failure because I'm sort of crying in front of you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You guys, it's life. Okay. And, oh, it touches me because all these things are like tucked away or not talked about or not practiced. And they're really, really important in the health of your mind and your heart. Okay. So it's okay to cry. Okay. If you're a man and you think you can't cry wrong, you should, it's super healthy to cry. So do you want me to give you the health benefits of that? I'll list them in the show notes, make myself a note right now to do so, but you're be you be the best you, you can be. It's okay. If it's sloppy or messy or tearful, right? Just know that you're working on it right? You might not have lost seven days last week. That's okay. You're working on it, right? I'm going to provide other tools for you to keep working on it. Cause I know that most people didn't floss the seven days I missed a day, right? I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I flossed every day. Cause that's not real. That's not life. Oh, I had the example of a hermit crab in here. And giving you permission to be you. Sometimes it's it's easy to be stuck in who we are. And a hermit crab has to, sometimes it grows out of its shell, right? Kids have growing pains and they grow up. Hermit crabs are in their shell and they grow, they have they grow out of it. They have to leave that shell and go find another one. And that shell that they find has to be, it's a little bigger so that they can keep growing into it. And it's a little awkward and they fumble around with it a little bit. They might get blisters. I don't know. If anybody's done research on that, but maybe hermit crabs get blisters. <laughs> Not sure, but pretend they get blisters. So it's uncomfortable, right? And it's awkward and they're suffering a little bit, but then they grow into it and they have a new home and they're more comfortable and they get to grow, right? When you grow, you're more fulfilled. And when you're more fulfilled, you're happier. And when you're happier, the people around you are happier. You're smiling more. You're blood pressure's decreased, your cortisol levels are decreased, you have better oxygen, you're breathing better, you 
have better cellular metabolism. You lose weight. I mean, these are a real interesting chain that I'm creating, right? This cascade effect. But I just want you to be the happiest you. I want you to know that you can. Is Louis snoring? (laughs) I want you to know that it's okay to leave the shell that you're in. I know you feel comfortable in it. I know it's familiar to you, but it's okay to break out of that shell. It's okay to do something different than you've done before. Okay. It's okay. I want to give you permission to bust out of this little shell that you think that you should be in, or you think they think you should be in because it's not who you fully are. There's more to you than you are right now. And I hope that you will grow and I hope that you will embody the potential suffering that, that might come along. I am here to support you. And that's why I hope that you tune in. I hope that you share this. I hope that you guys can identify with some of these things that I've been saying. Okay. Go be a breath of fresh air and grow and fail and continue on and be better. Okay. So let's continue the floss challenge. Let's do your, your breathing, your timeout breathing, right? If give yourself permission to take a timeout and keep smiling. All right. There's going to be a bunch of links in the show notes for things that help with growing pains. If you're having physical growing pains, uh, things that help with breathing, things that help with the bacteria in your mouth and the inflammation. There's so much love that I'm sending you. Louis talking in his sleep, actually. A little pause. He's sleeping. He's doing this. This pause twitching. Right? Hilarious. Thanks for thanks for coming in and joining me, Louis. Oh, stretch. Um, and stop worrying. Worrying just creates a terrible downward spiral. And we are not. We're we're doing an upward spiral. Upward spiral. Say that three times fast. Okay. We want to be better. I know you want to be better. Sometimes you don't know how to be better, but join me and we will do it together. Uh, So with that, God bless you and may peace fill your heart and your soul. And we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to go check out Highway to Health. It's a new program I have that walks you incrementally through gaining overall health and well-being, which begins in your mouth. Did you know there is not one person in the world who has zero gum tissue inflammation? So come on, check it out. Gain better oral health and breath with me over at EssentiallyYou.com. That's E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-E-E-Y-O-U.com. Click the program tab. I'd love to have you join me in your highway to health. God bless you today and always. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review.